We make USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. Hi, this is Marissa Meyer. And this is Delaney. And this is Sloan. And you're listening to the Prince Kai Fan Pod. Welcome to episode 69 of the Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer book club podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Randy and Crew Patreon supporters. Thank you. I'm your host, Bethany. Today is my second Patreon guest. We lovably know her as Becca the Captain. And today she and I are going to cover chapters 11 and 12. Welcome, Becca. Hi. (laughs) So tell everybody a little bit about yourself and how you found Marissa Meyer and her books. Um, I discovered Marissa Meyer through a friend at school. Um, she, uh, introduced, she basically forced me to read the book series because I was not a big book person. (laughs) And, uh, I finally gave in and I read it and I was like, oh, I love this. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, I've just been obsessed ever since. Do you have a favorite character and book? Uh, I think my favorite book is Winter. Um, mm. I just like all the action in it. It used to be Crest. <laughs> <laughs> I just I like Winter more. Uh, favorite character, probably Thorn. <laughs> I love Thorn. It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> so charming. <laughs> yeah, I would say my favorite scene is from Winter, but I won't give that away because of spoilers. But my favorite book is Crest because I just love everything that happens in Crest so much, <laughs> which we'll get to, I guess. <laughs> what are you currently reading? I'm kind of lame. I'm actually not reading anything right now. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's plenty out there, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not very, not very interesting. I am currently finishing the fairy tale series by uh, the timeless fairy tale series by KM Shea. I'm on book seven and there's 11 books. So I've got quite a few left, but they're all, they all are only like five hours. So it's not, it's not really all that bad. That's a lot of books for one series. Right? Right now I'm on the I'm on the Swan Princess one. I actually don't know which one is next. I should I should look that up. Mm-hmm. They're all in Kindle Unlimited. If anybody wants to check them out. Okay, so next is Sleeping Beauty, then the Frog Prince, then the Twelve Dancing Princesses, and then Snow White. Wow, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, there's a lot of them, and they're really really good. I'm bummed that she doesn't have a um, Rapunzel one because Rapunzel is my favorite, but that's okay. But they're all on Kindle Unlimited, and even if you don't have Kindle Unlimited, they're like $2.99, $3.99 each. They're super cheap. So if anybody wants to go check them out. <laughs> I might even check them out. Since <laughs> I have nothing to read. I love fairies and adaptations. I'm struggling right now because my to-be-read pile is like crazy long. <laughs> I need to read The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, and I need to finish the Miss Peregrine series. And then I don't know what to do after that because I'm either going to start A Court of Thorns and Roses or um, 
the Red Queen series or the Wicked King series by uh, Holly Black. One of those three is next. I just can't figure out which one. Yeah, I've heard I've heard good things about that first one. A Court of Thorns and Roses? Yeah. I've heard a lot of good things about it, and I, I'm not entirely certain, but I think someone told me that it's a Beauty and the Beast retelling. Oh, interesting. And I do love fairy tale adaptations, so it might be it might move up the list. But I know for sure I need to read Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, and I need to read the I need to finish the Miss Peregrine series and the series I'm reading right now. Like I need to get through those three series before I start a new one. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, like so, it might not I might not actually be reading A Court of Thorns and Roses until like December. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I am doing really good on my Goodreads goal, though. My Goodreads goal was to read 24 books, and I'm at, like, 42, so I'm doing super good. Yeah. I think I might I think I think might make next year's goal, uh, like, 40 books or something. That's a big goal. You can probably do it. <laughs> I think that, but then I see people's goal is, like, 180, and I'm like, oh, golly. Oh, jeez. Well, you know, some never. people read so fast. <laughs> Ashley reads so fast. I would not be surprised if Ashley read that many books a year because she goes through books so quickly. Yeah, I'm a very slow reader. So. Me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> it takes me like a minute and a half per page. And it takes Ashley, it takes Ashley about a half a minute per page. So she's like twice wow. as fast as me. You know, she's a really fast reader. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. But she will tell you that she doesn't retain as much. She retains, like, big plot points and the major overall story, but she can't recall small details because of how quickly she reads. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so there are footballs to both. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about chapters 11 and 12 and you may have heard those of you listening may have heard there's a new introduction to all of our episodes where marissa meyer and her lovely daughters say welcome to prince kakbian pod which is really exciting i was not expecting it she sent it to me a couple weeks ago and i'm like three episodes ahead right now so i just kind of added it to all the episodes that were already recorded so this is the first time i'm actually talking about it but there's a new intro to all the episodes which is really exciting that's really cool yeah I feel very special getting to getting to have that at the beginning I sent it to I sent the file to my husband he's like it's like a radio I was like I know (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm excited to actually hear that yeah it was I'm really grateful that she did that that was really exciting and I hope everybody takes a second to go to her website and Fierce Reads website because if you uh, pre-order Instant Karma, her new book, which comes out November 3rd, you can get um, an enamel pin if you send them your pre-order receipt. So hurry up and do that before you run out of time. Yes, go do that. So first we're going to talk about some Fan Art Friday. Our first one is from Art Via Viva, who is a Patreon member, so thank you for that. And it's of Scarlet. And I've actually had this one for a while, but I had to wait until the word alpha became synonymous with the series before I could use it. And then I was trying to save it for like a a chapter where I knew we were going to be a little emotional about Scarlet because she looks so cute and Scarlet-y in the picture. (laughs) Yes, she looks adorable. So she's got her red hoodie 
and a basket of tomatoes on her arm and she's holding a tomato in her hand and there's a blue sort of wispy background that says alpha with little blue blue and white stars this since this chapter is where we find out that we're not going to be able to get scarlet back i thought it would be a good idea to show her picture yeah I really love the background on this. I do too. Or at least I should say Jason says we won't be able to get her back. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) I love the background. I love all her little freckles because I I love freckles. (laughs) The freckles are so cute. I love how she, um, the lettering for Alpha is so pretty. Yeah, I um, am obsessed with those like six second calligraphy videos on Instagram Mm -hmm. so I love the lettering for this I'm really trying I'm not going to do good calligraphy I'll warn you guys right now but I'm trying to improve my handwriting because I plan on sending Patreon members a New Year's card and I was hoping to do like something pretty with their name in it so I'm trying to like make my handwriting more legible So a big thank you to Aviva for sharing that with us. And then the next one is by Shan Lightyear, and it's of Cress. And I actually really, really like this picture for two reasons. One, it kind of reminds me of the new paperback covers. Yeah, I think so. I think this was actually meant to be like a remake of the cover. Yeah. As talented as that artist is... Which he is. Everybody's everybody's a very talented mm-hmm. artist. I make I, I take nothing away from that whatsoever. It is not mm-hmm. my style. <laughs> Tomer Hanuka is the artist. I personally prefer this one. It's a much it's much softer. I think what's great about the new covers is that they're so edgy, but I, I like the softer tones and so this to me is a little bit more comforting to look at. And I just love it. I love the background with the sun sort of sparkling over the edge of the the earth the swirly blue planet and her hair's all messy and all over the place and she's tiny and crouched in her chair looking comfy and working at her <laughs> computer and oh I just love it I'm a big fan of Shan Lightyear she does some amazing work yeah I really love her and I love this version of the cover like I personally like most of the new covers but the crest one isn't my favorite and I like this version a lot better I will say that inside, what is it called? The inside flap art? Yeah. I like that of her and Thor. Now, I won't give away what it is because it's a spoiler for the book. But I like <laughs> the the artwork of the two of them in that picture. I think it's a good one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So a big thank you to both of them for sharing. And you can check out more of their artwork on Instagram. Last week, Patreon members voted for Chapter 10 of Cress, and I just looked it up a couple minutes ago because it was neck and neck. Um, But at this very second, Get It Right from Glee has one more vote. So that will be be the winner this week for Chapter 10. Hi, this is Leah Stuhler, creator and host of YA Book Chat Podcast. If you love reading young adult books and chatting about them with your friends, then head on over to my podcast and take a listen. Each episode, my guests and I chat about a different YA book. We start spoiler-free and then head into our spoiler section where we dive into the mysteries of each book. And we do it with laughs and fun along the way. You can listen to YA Book Chat on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your podcast. And now, back to the show. And now, now we're going to talk about chapter 11. Are you ready? Because this is a 
heavy chapters. There's a lot going on. I'm like suffering so many emotions reading these chapters. Yes, these are some very intense chapters. I always like listen to them again right before we record and I was listening and I was like, oh, there's so much going on. And I like went to look at the audio and I was like, man, both these chapters, it's only like 14 minutes. That's not very much. And then while I was listening, I was like, oh, yeah, but there's a lot to talk about. So, okay. Yeah, they're short, but it's just action packed. It is. So last week we left off with Thorn and Cress were in her satellite, falling out of orbit, all tied up. Scarlet was captured by Sybil and Cinder is left with an injured and unconscious wolf and the lunar guard, Jason, as I say, because I say it wrong, or Jason, (laughs) as everybody else says. Yeah, I'm in the Jason crew. (laughs) (laughs) So we're in Cinder's perspective. We're picking up right where the last chapter left off. She's completely panicked because she, she at first she's like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. But it slowly dawns on her that she can't actually accomplish anything. She can't get Scar back. She doesn't know what happened to Thorn. She doesn't know how to help Wolf other than she needs lots of bandages. <laughs> I can really feel her panic here. It's like a headache to read. It is. And she's struggling a lot because... She, you can tell that her thoughts are scattered because she has like one thought right after another. Yeah, she's definitely not thinking straight at all. No, and it's actually the lunar guard that pulls her out of it and is like, hey, your friend is dying. Focus on that. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, oh, right. That lunar guard is here. (laughs) (laughs) Forgot about him. (laughs) (laughs) She's trying to figure out who to save first and how she takes the guard's shirt to bandage up wolf, but she can't carry him up the ladder. And she's worried that even with all of the bandages and even with all of the guards clothes and her own, it won't be enough. So wolf's injuries are like hella severe. Yeah. He's like, I mean, like Jason said, he's dying. I'm wondering if he's even, Yeah, I'm wondering if he's even conscious for this or if he's like completely out of it. I think he's I think he's entirely unconscious. Yeah. Poor poor wolf. That's probably a good thing because one, he's gonna be in a lot of physical pain, and two, as soon as he realizes that Scarlet's not there, he's gonna have a complete conniption fit and just a complete breakdown. Yeah. Yeah, probably good that he's out. He would not be handling this well if he was awake. No, he would not. Cinder is starting to freak out. She can't do it all. She can't do any of it. She can't save anybody. She doesn't even know where Thorn is. She grabs the guard by his collar and yanks him and goes, where's Thorn? (laughs) And he goes, dead. (laughs) You need to forget about him. He's probably dead. What there, want, Jason? <laughs> there was regret in his face, but not enough. So she slams him completely into the wall and yells, you're lying. But he's not. Mr. Sybil changed the satellite's trajectory, removing it from orbit. It will burn up during entry. It probably, it probably already has. There's nothing you can do. Oh, that is hard to swallow. So Thorn is apparently dead. Right. Yeah. Scarlet is gone. Iko is a ship and Wolf is unconscious and bleeding to death. Not looking great for Cinder at the moment. 
Yeah, she's like completely alone at this point. She is. And at first, Cinder um, sort of tries to argue with him. She's like, no, no. She would never <laughs> sacrifice her own programmer. And the guard is like, uh, she would sacrifice anyone to get to you. The queen seems to believe you're a threat. Well. I found it interesting that he said the queen rather than my queen. Yeah, because everybody else says my queen. Yeah, and he, he's here over here. Even Wolf like said my queen. And he wasn't like too. Uh, I forget who was on that episode. But we had a whole conversation about like why is he saying my queen if he doesn't have a loyalty to her. Even he said my oh. queen. And Jacin is like the queen. Yeah. That's that caught me off guard. That's a good point to bring up. Because she is a he, threat. Yeah. But if he was on her, if he was on the queen's side, he probably would have, you know, killed her by now. Yeah, which she gets to in a minute. Cinder realizes this is all her fault because everybody's trying to get her. And it makes me think of like whenever she said it was her fault in other chapters and Thorne was like, no, it's other people's faults and you just happen to be a part of the big picture. Yeah. The blame doesn't entirely lie on her. Yeah, she really likes blaming herself for everybody's problems. <laughs> she does. But, you know, I think that that's common. I, I think Marissa does a good job of showing that a lot of people are like that, myself included. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We tend to take the brunt of responsibility even when it's not necessarily deserved. Yeah, I do that too sometimes. Somebody yeah. else will have a problem and I can't fix it, so it's my fault. <laughs> exactly. So she gets another shirt out of the guard. Jason says, get him on his side, open up his air airways. But the guard doesn't actually help her. He just tells her what to do. Did you notice that she says she didn't bother to control him this time? Yeah, he just which gave means, it to her. Which means that this entire time she's been controlling him but they haven't explicitly said that. That's true. She just kind of did it without thinking. And now she like, doesn't have the energy anymore. Yeah. She's yeah. too divided to keep her thoughts on that. Yeah. Which is what Wolf was trying to teach her in the first place was how to, how to focus. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, she's kind of going through a lot right now. So, <laughs> She's had her, her lunar gift for like 27 minutes, so <laughs> right. it's understandable that she would struggle just a little. <laughs> yeah. So I love Aiko. I absolutely love Aiko. Her anxiety is making the ship go dark with the dim lighting. And I, I think I talk about this a lot, so I'm really sorry. But I just <laughs> love how expressive she is, even when she's just the control for the ship. Yeah, I feel so bad for her right now. She's She just seems like she's so scared. And she I doesn't know what's her... going on. She doesn't have cameras. Yeah, I just like want to give her a hug. <laughs> she just seems so panicked. She does. And she says, what, do, what are we going to do? And she reminds me of a kid. She is like a little kid. She really just doesn't know what to do. She's like, oh, what's next? Uh, <laughs> how do we deal with this? <laughs> Yeah. Jason says they need to hide. That's probably goal number one. Yeah. It's strange that he's the logical one right now. 
Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's but he's true. Like they really should. He says maybe someplace yeah. your friend can get help. As a thought. <laughs> this is where Jason reminds me of Ashley because this is how Ashley would be in a crisis. Ashley would just be like, "Well, obviously this is what we're doing." Like yeah. I feel like Ashley would be great in a crisis because she would just laud like she's so good at taking emotion out of everything and just being like, okay, this is the smartest logical option that will bring us to uh, the best possible outcome. So let's do this. Yeah, I'd be more of a cinder in this yeah. situation. I'd be more like, okay, what? Well, we could do this. No, that won't work. Well, we could do this. No, that won't work. Like, <laughs> um, and she says she has no no pilot. And Jason goes, well, I can fly. Uh, <laughs> why is he being so nice? Exactly. Like, why, why are you helping her? This makes me so nervous. I'm like, uh, he's supposed to be one of the bad guys. We already know he shot Sybil pretending to be under her control when he wasn't. And now he's volunteering to, to what, help? I don't, it's sketchy. Seems like he's maybe not loyal to the queen. Uh, it does seem like he's not loyal to the queen. <laughs> it's starting to seem like he's not loyal to the queen at all, especially since he calls her the queen and not mm-hmm. his queen. Yeah. Yeah. So Jason says you're about to have an army on you and it's not as far away as you think. Freaky. Yeah, they're pretty close by. Cinder is like, well, what about Scarlet? And he's like, yeah, you should consider her dead. You can't help her, but you need to help him. It's like, oh, part of me is like, okay, but you don't know how little we can actually help him if he thinks Scarlet is dead. Yeah. (laughs) If he thinks Scarlet is dead, there's not a whole lot of help you can actually give him. (laughs) Yeah, what's the last cause without Scarlet? (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Cinder's having trouble giving up defeat. She doesn't know what to do. Jason just starts talking to Iko as the ship. He goes, ship? And she's like, oh, wait, me? Yeah, you. I love this, though. Iko is like, um, I'm not a ship. My name is Iko. <laughs> like, why is this ship acting like a person? Right? <laughs> so Jason says, we need to go to Earth, uh, the closest place that's not too populated. And how convenient that they could arrive in Africa in 17 minutes. Isn't that convenient? Because Dr. Erland is very impatiently waiting for her in, hmm, Africa. What perfect timing. (laughs) (laughs) I remember the very first time I read this chapter, I was like, oh, of course they're right next to Africa. That's how everything's (laughs) going to tie back together. (laughs) I think Cindy forgot Dr. Erland was like waiting for her. Or she, like, intentionally was trying to avoid it because she knows that the doctor is like, let's make you queen. And she, like, doesn't really know if that's what she wants. That's true. That could be true. <laughs> Her big plan right now is to crash a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Erlon might be like, uh, priorities, girl. We got other stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. Cinder thinks, well, we need a hospital. Wolf needs a hospital. But they also need sanctuary. And now she finally remembers the doctor. Oh, I don't need a hospital. I need a doctor. Africa. Dr. Erland. I know what to do. (laughs) And part of me is like, okay, Cinder, I got there three paragraphs ago. 
<laughs> She's finally back to thinking straight. Yeah, it's like as soon as Iko said Africa, I was like, yep, Dr. Erland, here we go. But Cinder <laughs> is so frazzled right now that it actually takes her a couple of seconds to be like, right, Wolf needs a doctor. There's a doctor in Africa. I'm supposed to meet him anyways. So this is really convenient. Mm-hmm. Cinder finally says to Jacin, uh, you serve the queen. Why should I trust you? Good question. This part's so interesting. It's so eerie. His lips twitched yeah. like she'd made a joke, but his eyes were quick to harden again. I serve my princess. No one else. Oh, sh- what? He knows. <laughs> he knows. Oh my god. god. <laughs> That's what she says. He knew and there was no lie detector. She, she's just like, uh, Africa? <laughs> I don't understand why she's so quick to trust him after that. I Because he said he serves her, right? He serves the princess. She's the princess, so. But like, maybe like, what? how did you know? <laughs> my, my first thought would be like, uh... How 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 do you know the the princess? Do you know right? I'm the princess, or do you just serve the princess? If you know I'm the princess, then maybe you should be nicer to me. Because <laughs> he yeah. is super for thinking that for for knowing that she's the princess, he's still like super rude. <laughs> it might just be him. He's just like a rude person. <laughs> he's just like abrasive. <laughs> he almost just so weird. The way he's acting, like, quick to harden, but he's just such a weird person. There's so many questions with this one sentence. Yeah, that opens up a whole can of questions. But Cinder's not going to ask any of them. <laughs> no, apparently she's just like, okay, let's go to Africa to where the first <laughs> outbreak of Letamosis occurred. Because turns out Africa's pretty big. You can't just be like, let's go there. You have to <laughs> narrow it down a little bit. That would be more specific. <laughs> yeah. And what's interesting, even more interesting, I should say, because <laughs> this whole chapter is kind of like, whoa. What's interesting is this entire time, the entire time this is happening, Dr. Erlon has no idea that she's about to show up. He knows that he's been waiting for her, but he has no idea that she's about to show up. And who is she bringing with her? A lunar guard. And an almost dead wolf soldier. <laughs> what a great company. <laughs> yeah, like I have a feeling he's going to be very opinionated about who she chooses to keep in her company. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt at all. So what was your chapter title for this week? For chapter 11? I believe it was Overwhelmed by the Royal and the Serpent. Which is a band I've never heard of. Yeah, I haven't listened to any of their other songs. I've just heard this one. Okay. But it it is very fitting with how Cinder is feeling throughout this whole chapter, you know, overwhelmed. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it keeps saying, like, um, you know, your anxiety is clouding your mind and can't think straight. And it just... It seems very fitting with what Cinder's currently going through. She's not being able to think straight. Just very anxious about everything. Yeah, and she's also, I think also part of her is overwhelmed because all of this happened so quickly 
that she doesn't even, and they have to get out of there. Like she can't even deal with it. She has to make decisions immediately without even being able to absorb or consider everything that she just, that she just went through. Yeah. Like she just lost everyone she had helping her all at once. And now she has to not go save them, but she has to abandon them abandon any hope she has of saving them because the guard is like yeah they're both basically dead yeah yeah so i chose two different ones one i don't necessarily think is good but i thought of it immediately when she was like he knows (laughs) it's a song by you guessed it taylor swift y'all uh (laughs) called (laughs) knows um and it has absolutely nothing to do with this other than the title. <laughs> and then the other one is kind of a giveaway, but Africa by Toto. Yeah. Obviously, we're about to go to Africa. So that was what I thought of. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> so what was your chapter quote for this week? Um, She shrieked and slammed him into the wall. You're lying. She did. That, I just I just like that because you can just you can just feel the panic coming out of that whole thing like like obviously he's not lying but she just can't even process that thorn's gone yeah she has no he has no reason to lie but she also has no reason to assume he's telling the truth so yeah i I totally get her hesitation here yeah and it proves that cinder actually cares about thorn I know. Cinder and Thorn are so great. I love their camaraderie and their friendship so much. Yes, their friendship is so good. They act like they hate each other, but deep down, they really, they, really don't. They really don't. They are besties. They're That's a bromance right there. Mm-hmm. So my quote was just that last line, because I think it's really eerie, uh, where he says, I serve my princess, no one else. Yeah. I think that's a really eerie one. Yeah, that was the quote I was going to pick, but then I saw you pick it. (laughs) Ashley and I were notorious for that. We used to compete. Every once in a while, she would read the chapter before me, and so she'd text me, and she'd be like, ha-ha, I get the quote this week. (laughs) Because we were constantly (laughs) picking the same quote as each other. (laughs) So now let's talk about chapter 12. Uh, Chapter 12 is actually only a couple pages long. But there is a lot that goes on in the chapter, which is why I decided to kind of include the two. So we're finally back with Cress and Thorn. It's been way too long considering the last time we saw them. It was like, yep, time to die. (laughs) (laughs) The last time we saw them, Sybil and Jacin had stolen the pod ship and headed back to the Rampion. Cress was tied up. Thorn was tied up. And the satellite had been pulled out of orbit and was falling to Earth. Not a great situation. Really not. (laughs) Not a lot of hope. And as we just heard from Cinder's perspective, Jacin said, yeah, they're going to die. So you might as well give up on them and move forward. But they're not going down without a fight. Thorn, we're in Thorn's perspective. He pulls out a knife from his boot. Love it. So resourceful. Get it, Thorn. Got to have something going on. Such a survivalist. He really is. The girl's binds are way more secure than his. And we talked about that last week. Like, of course they are because Sybil can't control Cress. So she would have tied her up by hand. Yeah. Sybil probably would have taken her aggression out by tying her up more tightly so that it would be painful. Yeah. And I think Sybil knows that she's the one that's capable of saving the satellite. So the harder it is for her to get out, the more chance of them losing. 
Absolutely. Because of course she can do that. Like if anybody could, it would be her, but she can't do anything if she's tied up. So he turns around and cuts her hands free and they're covered in deep red lines. Poor thing. Ouch. Yeah, it sounds horrible. (laughs) It really does. She takes out her gag. She yells about her feet and he's like, uh, my hands. (laughs) I love that she completely ignores him though, because (laughs) I know we're in Thorne's perspective, but we as the reader have privilege. We know that Cress is like in love and obsessed with Thorne. So Mm -hmm. I'm actually crazy proud of her for being able to prioritize. (laughs) She's not like obsessing about the fact that he's touching her. She's like, seriously, untie my feet or we're going to die. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. Good point. (laughs) she ignores him she starts cutting off she starts cutting her legs free and he thinks uh maybe maybe it's good if she practices on herself (laughs) so i don't get hurt (laughs) i mean she did say symbol doesn't allow sharp objects on the ship so this is probably now we know why (laughs) yeah this is probably her first time holding a knife i wouldn't want to be the pet subject for that either No, I definitely would not want to be the test subject to that. And not only is it her first time holding the knife, but she's like frantic and in a hurry. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like she's got a good steady grip. (laughs) Definitely not. Not to mention they're falling in a satellite. So that might make things harder. (laughs) A little bit. He says that she looks like a mad woman. I love that. (laughs) That was almost a song choice just because of that line. And then I was like, nah. (laughs) I'll save it. I'll save it because I know there's probably a good chapter somewhere in the future. So she ignores his hands. She goes straight to her little computer. She said she has to change the entry procedures. And I think that's when Thorne is like, oh, okay, that's why she's ignoring me because she's going to she's going to go save us. Yeah, because he's like, he's like, we need to get to the other pod ship and disconnect. And she's like, no, she'll have a security block on the ship. I know the satellite better. Yeah, satellite's definitely a safer bet. Much, much safer bet. (laughs) She, but she already changed the access codes. Now she has to find a way to get the the parachute to release. Otherwise, they'll disintegrate on impact. It's a little scary. (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) It's totally a good time to have a couple of mistakes. It's fine. (laughs) Thorn falls into the shower. Unlike the Rampion, this satellite is only meant to go to Earth once. (laughs) Yay. And it's as an emergency backup, not as a uh, safety precaution. So, yeah, this is not going to be an easy journey down. So not going to be an easy journey down. Thorne helps her up. He kind of, I love this. He like cocoons her body so that she can stand up and work on the controls without falling over. Yeah, I thought that was so sweet. <laughs> it's so sweet. And you know that there's a part of Crest focusing on getting them out of there. And you know that there's another part of Crest that's like, oh my God, he's touching me. He's protecting me. He's saving me. This is amazing. It's just like a bad drama. Yes. <laughs> All of her fantasies are coming true. <laughs> she's getting an adventure. She's getting it with Thorn. She's getting freedom. There's so many wonderful things happening, but only if she can get the parachute to release. Yeah, wonderful things or death. <laughs> yes, and I love how little she is. She's so little that the top of her head 
doesn't even reach his collarbone. Okay, I made my husband stand up when I read that because I'm five foot one and a quarter. Mm-hmm. Yep, I take my quarter. Very proud of it. <laughs> my husband is six two, and so I was like, I don't actually know how tall I am. I come up to his collarbone. So she's even shorter than you. She's even shorter than me. Well, also Ashley, I believe is five foot even, and her husband is the same height as mine. So that's probably a closer height difference. Yeah, I'm I'm five foot. That's like a fourteen inch difference. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like she looks absolutely adorable standing next to him because she's just <laughs> so little. Yeah, I'm five foot two. <laughs> Yeah, See, I'm I'm a pretty short person, but I'm definitely not the shortest person, but I'm not tiny is my thing. Like she's supposedly really skinny and malnourished looking. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's going to be really small. So she's really little, which I suppose makes it really easy for him to like cocoon her then, right? Because then he can wrap like his whole body around her and she's completely covered. Yeah. Yeah. He tries to brace himself as they crash. All the screens are falling down. Everything in the satellite is starting. Everything that's not bolted is about to fall down, is what he says. This is so dangerous. This is so stressful. It's a really stressful chapter. But I love this line from his inner monologue. As soon as the satellite had fallen far enough into Earth's atmosphere, the autogravity would shut off and they would be as secure as dice in a gambler's fist. Mm, Yeah. Mm. That's interesting that Thorne's analogy for their security goes straight to gambling. Gambling. <laughs> I mean, of course. <laughs> of course, even in a even in a like near death situation, Thorne's metaphors even have to do with money. <laughs> it's just too fitting. <laughs> it's just so it's very it's a very thorn thing to think. Yeah. She gets in, she's all done. Thorne says, All right. Get under the bed. And he protects her from all the falling dishes. How sweet. (laughs) Very sweet. The shaking stops and they finally have a smooth descent, which is great. So now they're safe. Kind of, sort of. She screams and Thorn falls off the bed and hits something, but we don't know what. Pain and brightness exploded in his head and then the world went black. He better be okay. Yeah. We thought they were safe, but the world went black could mean all kinds of scary things, so not exactly comforting. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he's okay. <laughs> that's that's like literally our only hope is that he's okay, because like what else do we have? Right. <laughs> so what was your chapter title? My chapter title was Help by the Beatles. <laughs> yes, because I actually had that for a future ti- for a future chapter. Yeah, it was just, it's too fitting. <laughs> it fits so many different chapters. Like, I feel like the whole series could be that song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about why you chose it for this chapter specifically. I mean, that's pretty much all I could think while reading this chapter is they need to get help. <laughs> if there was help of it. Because it's just, yeah, it's so stressful and... You know, I can just imagine Thor is thinking, dear God, please help us. Like, do not. Do <laughs> you have any idea how many things I haven't stolen yet? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I can just imagine they're both like, just like, oh, no, no, help, 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 help. 
So my song was Hero by Sterling Knight. It's from the movie Starstruck. <laughs> and the reason I chose it is because I like some, I think it fits from other chapters too, but I like this one because it says I can be everything you need. Like gravity, I'll be unstoppable. I believe in destiny. Well, that's Chris right there. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I like the idea of someone being your what controls you. Someone, maybe not controls you. Someone <laughs> being what keeps you grounded. Yeah. And that's literally what Thorne does. Yeah. He grounds <laughs> her while she tries to protect them from gravity. <laughs> <laughs> Very fitting. What was your chapter quote? Um, she was still wobbly as he spun them toward the screen and dropped his arms over her, forming a cocoon around her body. I thought that was just so sweet. It was. I actually had a little dash next to that one. I almost chose it, but I didn't. (laughs) That's what I do when I'm reading is I'll take my pencil and I'll make like a little dash next to a sentence if I want it to be my quote. And then when I get done, I look at all my dashes and try to narrow it down. Yeah, I was kind of shocked you didn't choose that as your quote. I love this quote, but as soon as I saw that you picked it, I was like, okay, I'll get a different one so we can mix it up. But I do love him cocooning her and protecting her because I know we're in Thorne's perspective, but I know Cress. I am Cress, and I know (laughs) Cress's brain is like, okay, focus on the procedures and not the fact that Carswell Thorne is touching you. (laughs) Yeah, that probably wasn't helping her as much as he thought. No, she's probably like... Her heart rate has already been skyrocketing because they're about to maybe die. And whether or not they live all depends on her and her ability to control this satellite. And on top of that, now Thorne is touching her. (laughs) And not just touching her, protecting her. Like, it's exactly like the net dramas she's so obsessed with. Yes. And this is where I'm like, her and Aiko are so, like, if they ever do meet, they're going to be so best friends. Oh, for sure. They're so much alike. Yeah, there's no way that Aiko wouldn't have a similar reaction of like, it's just like a net drama. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What was your quote? My quote was that last line because it's so terrifying to just be like, (laughs) oh, what does that mean? Yeah. He heard her scream, pain and brightness exploded in his head, and then the world went black. What a cliffhanger. What does that mean? (laughs) That could mean so many things. I just want to keep reading so I can see what happens to him. I know. (laughs) So real quick, I had someone email and they asked all kinds of questions about the Patreon. (laughs) What it is, what they get, what's with the whole dollar donation thing. So real quick, I'm going to take a minute to explain that the Patreon is a way to help support the podcast. It is a dollar, but it's donation style, which means that you can give as little as a dollar or you can go up to like $3 or $5 or $20 or whatever you can afford, but everyone will still get the same benefits. And I was going to like read all the benefits, but I'm looking at them and it's like a super long list. (laughs) so first things first there's two chat forums that you get to be a part of there's the spoiler zone patron chat and the easter egg chat so we can talk about spoiler zone doesn't necessarily have to be lunar chronicles sometimes we talk about some of her other books as well 
And then there's also a group chat in Instagram, which I think is where we get the most, uh, the majority of the conversations happen. Yeah. Yeah. That I think that because sometimes those conversations will go on and on. Like sometimes I'll have my phone like out of reach and I'll go to open it and there'll be like 30 messages. <laughs> yeah, definitely a lot happens in that group chat. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Then there's also polls and voting. The biggest one is that you get to vote for chapter titles. You technically get the episode a day early. So in theory, you would get it, you know, Sunday or yeah, Sunday at midnight instead of Monday at midnight. But I usually post it Saturday night before I go to bed. So most of the time they actually get it at like eight or nine. (laughs) Sometimes if I'm like in a super good mood, I'll just post it on like I think last week I posted it on Friday morning. So you just never know. You'll get it early for sure. Just sometimes it'll be super early. <laughs> you get access to all my notes. You get a monthly bonus episode, which last month I actually did two. You get the newsletter, a book recommendation every month. Um, we try to do Zoom meetings every month. You get to help vote on what the bonus topics are. You get a membership certificate after your first month, plus a welcome package. And then during the Zoom, we talk about, I'll share like a a first coming look at all the fan art that's coming up before it gets posted, all the merchandise before it gets posted, and other cool behind the scenes podcast stuff. And then the newest one is that you get, after six months, you'll get to do, um, you'll get to be a guest like Becca is right now. You'll get to be a guest on the podcast with me. As a Patreon, I can say Bethany will spoil you rotten. And <laughs> I do my best. <laughs> definitely worth it. I definitely try my best to make sure that like it's a good one, you know, because I've I've been a Patreon member before, and they're most look look it up. A lot of Patreons don't they don't actually do a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I try to you, I try to make sure that you get a lot out of what you guys give to me. Yeah, you go above and beyond. Thank you. <laughs> And then the person also asked what bonus episodes. So right now I think there's six. There's a, I did a bonus episode with my friend Amy about the new Taylor Swift album. I did a bonus episode with Ashley about Shrek. (laughs) There's a bonus episode about the chapter one of Instant Karma that got leaked. Uh, There's a bonus episode about Ella Enchanted, both the book and the movie. And then there's a, a bloopers episode and there's also a bonus clip uh that has a couple of spoilers that i got to talk to marissa herself about so there's there's a few more bonus episodes on there than i realized (laughs) i forgot to mention it for this week there were six eggs and the word hair came up three times next week we're going to cover chapters 13 and 14 rate review and subscribe and of course follow me on patreon uh becca where can everybody find you on social media to follow your account um my instagram is um at carswell underscore captain underscore thorn um so you can find me there (laughs) that's pretty much the only social media i have (laughs) well hopefully everyone will go follow you and see your role-playing page because it's super fun if you like thorn you will like my page I have to say I'm very dense because prior to doing the podcast, I had no idea that people did role-playing profiles. So as soon as I found them, I went through like this huge rabbit hole of like, ooh, here's an Ica one. Ooh, here's a Kai one. Ooh, here's a Cinder one. And I just like kept looking. Yeah, there's so many. I I love it. So 
thank you for coming on to this episode. I guess it wasn't as long as I thought it was going to be, but that's okay. No they don't need to be crazy long. <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm really excited to have you. I hope that, um, I think I mentioned it on the, the last episode that um, once I get through all the Patreon members, I might rotate back and everybody will get to come on again or do bonus episodes with me for Patreon. That would be fun. Yeah. So if you think of a, a fun topic for a, ba- a bonus episode, let me know. I will. Okay, cool. So thank you for coming. Everyone stay safe. Uh, Wear your mask. Use your hand sanitizer. (laughs) And until next time, don't get glamored. Don't get glamored. Bye. The passages read for you today are from Crest by Marissa Meyer. This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger. Today's special guest was Patreon member Becca. The intro-outro music was composed by Emma Pavo, and the logo art was created by Angela Wong. Thank you for listening. You are getting sleepy, very sleepy. Your CPAP mask is clamped tightly to your face. Right, my darling? Yes, dear. You will not toss and turn through the whooshing. You will not throw the mask. You will not dislodge the hose and blast air all about the bedroom. You will not wake me, your loving husband, who yearns for even a single night of uninterrupted slumber. Please. It's not working, Harold. People who struggle with CPAP have partners who struggle too. Luckily, now there's Inspire. Inspire treats the root cause of sleep apnea inside your body. While you sleep, Inspire keeps your airway clear so you can breathe normally and rest comfortably. No mask, no hose, just sleep. When I snap my fingers, you will remember to visit InspireSleep.com to learn more. Inspire, sleep apnea innovation. Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you and review important safety information at InspireSleep.com.